Hello and welcome to episode three of the Shout Our Struggle podcast. I'm Isabel Nicholas. This is my podcast. This is my social impact initiative and Shout Our Struggle is all about providing resources for mental wellness. So today's episode, I want to touch on a few things. There's some good news out of New Jersey in terms of mental health resources. I also want to touch a little bit on the signs of mental illness so that we can be good resources for the people in our community and the people around us. Also, can we just take a moment to look at this shirt? It is so cute. And it says, loving yourself is the start of the revolution. And I think that's so sweet and adorable and cute and amazing. How many times can I call it cute? I don't know. Not enough. But I just really love this shirt. I wanted to bring it up because I got it today. I'm very excited about it. Okay. So to get to the news first, something very great, very wonderful that my mom actually sent to me because I didn't see the email originally. New Jersey has a page on their COVID resources now for mental health and wellness resources for young adults, which I think is so amazing. And I'm so happy that New Jersey is taking the time to put together these resources for people because COVID has been a stressor on all of us. But not only is it a stressor, it has created a mental health crisis. There's people that are under isolation that have never been under isolation before. There's people that are dealing with stressors like money or trying to get their schoolwork done or the illness of their family, or they're worried about getting sick themselves, and so this is a really, really great step for New Jersey to take. I am so proud that they've done this. Just to give you a little rundown of what is on this wellness page, there is a helpline, there is a page on coping with COVID, there are some pandemic tips for parents, which I think is really wonderful because this crisis is something a lot of parents have never been through before. Pro- you know, this crisis is something no one's ever been through before in our day and age. I think having tips for parents on how to help their kids is very important. There's back to school support. There's some identifiers for mental health issues. There are resources for educators and there's family resources and other things like that on here. And I just think that it is, it's a really great resource. So the address for that, I'll put it in the description and I'll try to put it on the screen, is covid19.nj.gov slash youthhelp. Obviously, I'm trying to provide as much information for you guys on this podcast. If you are looking for help for any mental health crisis you might be having or someone in your life might be having, this page is a really great resource. It looks like they took a lot of time and effort into putting it together, so I hope it's a good resource for you all, and I, yeah, like I said, I'll include it in the description of this video. So like I said earlier, I also want to touch on some things that might be identifiers for anyone going through a mental health crisis, and the reason why I want to touch on this is because I always say self-care is community care, but Part of that that's the most important is the community care aspect. Obviously, when we're going through these struggles, we don't want to go through these struggles alone. We don't want to go through our mental health crises without feeling like there's anyone we can talk to because that makes it so much harder. And when we just bottle it all up, we can get to a brink of a place where we're past getting the help we need or we feel like it. We feel like we are past getting the help we need. If we, as community members, can identify in our family members, our friends, or our classmates, whatever it is, 
that someone might be struggling, it's so much easier because if they are not feeling comfortable coming forward, but you notice that they're something off, we can help those people get the resources that they need, get the help that they need, and move forward together and create a healthier community. So self-care is community care, yes, but also we can't forget the aspect that is taking care of our neighbors. So some very simple tips, especially for parents, because it's going to be easier for parents to see these sorts of changes. First off, any change in sleeping pattern. Like, if your child is sleeping until noon and that's not normal for them, or they don't have the motivation to get out of bed, and it seems to be a repeat behavior. Obviously, this is not a one-time thing, but this, this change in behavior is repeated. Sleeping all day or not getting out of bed, if that's a repeat behavior, that's a change in behavior, that could be an indication of things like anxiety and depression. Another thing is change in appetite. That can be a big indicator of a mental health issue. These, both of these things, sleeping a lot and a change in appetite, could be an indicator of other things like a different illness, but these are indicators of mental health issues as well. Something else is increased irritability. That's something that I know when I was a teenager dealing with mental illness, I was increasingly irritable. It's not like I don't struggle with that anymore. It's just I've gotten kind of better at not taking it out on other people. Also, isolating. Isolating yourself a lot. Um, is another sign, like doesn't want to come out of their room, doesn't want to go out with friends, doesn't want to be social. For people that are still in high school or middle school, whatever it is, not wanting to go to school can be a big, big indicator that there's something wrong mental health-wise. If your kid is someone that always wants to go to school or has always been consistent with their schoolwork and it's like they're not doing their schoolwork and they don't want to go to school, it's very possible that that could also be an indicator of a mental health issue. Obviously, there are some more serious ones, such as substance abuse, whether that's drugs or alcohol. Increased use of drugs or alcohol can also be a big indicator. There is a lot of other ones that we could go over, but those are the ones that I know myself and my friends seem to experience the most as teenagers. It seems like that could be the case for a lot of other teenagers as well. And you could say, oh, that's just teenagers being teenagers. Let's not discredit those symptoms as just kids being kids, teenagers being teenagers, because you could be missing so many aspects of, so many symptoms of mental illness by just discrediting it that way. So I really encourage you or your friends or your family to take those symptoms seriously and see them as just one of these signs is not enough to be like, oh, my kid's going through a mental health crisis, but, or my friend's going through a mental health crisis. Multiple symptoms, um, even if it's just two symptoms, like isolation and sleeping a lot, that could be enough to just start the conversation. You don't have to say, hey, I think you're going through a mental health crisis. That's not a good way to address someone. That's not the healthiest way to start these conversations. As someone that struggles with mental illness, I think that the best way that I've found to have these conversations and to have someone start the conversation with me is, hey, I've noticed a change in your behavior or I've noticed you're sleeping a lot. I've noticed you don't really want to go out. Is there something wrong? Is there anything I can do to help you? Making sure that your tone when you're addressing these things is not accusatory is the most important part because feeling attacked about your mental illness is 
very overwhelming. It can feel that way very easily, especially with things like increased irritability being part of a mental health struggle. How can you effectively create this conversation with saying, hey, I noticed this. Are you okay? Or I noticed this. Is there anything I can do to help you? Rather than, oh, I noticed that you don't want to get out of bed. What's wrong with you? Like, get yourself together. That's not a good way to address that. But it's just like something that people say all the time. Like, oh, you're sad? Just stop being sad. Oh, like, you're stressed about going to school? Like, just go to school and get your work done. You won't be so stressed. It's so much easier said than done, especially because mental health problems, a lot of them are chemical issues, not circumstantial issues. But in a case like COVID-19, like, with, with the stresses of that, that's circumstantial. And it can also exacerbate chemical issues or anything like that. It's best to address people lovingly with compassion, with empathy, and say, I just noticed this and I want to make sure you're all right. And sometimes that's enough for someone to admit that they have a problem and admit that they're struggling. I know that that's all it takes for me. Um, And just to know that someone's noticing, someone cares that, oh, I'm struggling and I'm, and someone's noticed and cares enough to try to get me help, that can mean the entire world to someone. I know because it's meant the whole world to me before. I think knowing that these sorts of symptoms can show up and what they might mean is really important if it's something that you've never dealt with before. We've never dealt with a pandemic before, obviously, but I'm not specifically talking about COVID. People have mental health struggles, mental health crises outside of the world of COVID-19. People have stressors that have nothing to do with COVID. This isn't the only moment in time where we're going to see people struggling with mental health crises. There were mental health crises before COVID, right? Way before COVID. My biggest mental health crisis happened before COVID-19. These resources that people are getting because of COVID, um, putting together because of COVID, I hope that we can take them past COVID, take this moment past COVID and still take mental health seriously outside of this circumstance. As much as COVID has stopped so many people's worlds and affected so many people's lives, I am very happy to see the way that COVID has put a spotlight on mental health struggles. Think about all of the resources that have come to light. I mean, for so many people, online therapy, virtual therapy was not an option before. And now it is, and it's so much more accessible than it was before COVID in a lot of ways. And some people with social anxiety probably don't want to, like, people with social anxiety might not want to leave their house to go to therapy, or people that are elderly and can't leave their house, can't drive, may not be able to go to therapy in person, and I just think that COVID is such an interesting moment in our time because of the way that it's really highlighted mental health struggles, because now we're having these conversations, and they're being addressed on a bigger platform from the government, they're being addressed in media, and this information is getting out there, and that is the most important part of it all. COVID is bad. I don't like COVID. (laughs) COVID has made me anxious, depressed. It has given me a whole whirlwind of emotions. But if the one good thing that comes out of COVID is people finally listening to mental health struggles, then 
I will I will take that for what it is. So yeah, I guess overall, uh, check out the New Jersey government website for these resources for youth help. Check it out even if you're not looking to help a youthful person. Young adults are not the only people that struggle with mental health issues, so I encourage you to check that out. I encourage you to check on your neighbors, check on your friends, check on your family, see how they're doing, see if they're coping all right. I also want to bring up something that I haven't, I didn't bring up in the past podcasts. Last month was Suicide Awareness Month. Suicide is the third leading cause of death around the globe, and it's something that we need to take seriously. At the end of the day, these tips that I gave could save someone's life. It could save someone important to use life. I think when we talk about mental illness, we're like, oh, everybody struggles with mental illness. A lot of people have problems. When those problems go untreated, there can be very, very serious consequences. And that's why the mental health epidemic, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, is important to be addressed now. So please, please, if you ever have someone come to you and tell you that they're struggling with mental illness, please take them seriously. Please take your own struggles seriously. It's not a joke. It's not something that you're just going to get over. It's not something that it's, oh, I'll be fine tomorrow. Why worry about it? You deserve the help that you seek. You deserve it. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to be well. You deserve to be at peace. Life cannot always be sunshine and rainbows. That's not practical. But life can be more than bearable. I just, yeah, I know I'm getting on a little bit on a tangent. (laughs) A little bit on a tangent, but I just... I value you, I value your life, and I I value your well-being. And so I just hope that you take these tips seriously and you take your mental health seriously and the mental health of others seriously, and I'm going to leave the podcast off on that note. A little bit of a, <laughs> a little bit of a downer, I know, but just to be realistic, I love you and I want you to get the help that you need. So have a good week and I will see you all next time. Bye.